This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Enhanced TV. Enhanced TV streams thousands of movies, documentaries and clips aligned to the curriculum. Enhanced TV is a not-for-profit and provides affordable screen resources from the world's best producers. School trials are free in Term 1, so visit enhancedtv.com.au forward slash trial. Hello, and thank you for downloading this School Improvement Podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. And just a reminder, you can subscribe to our podcast channels on both iTunes and SoundCloud by clicking on the links in the transcript for this podcast. My guest today is someone I originally discovered on Twitter. Craig Healy is an educator living in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in North East England, and this year he landed his first ever headteacher role at Leamington Riverside Primary School. Over the past few months, he's been sharing his experiences in the new headteacher role on Twitter, and he's been mustering up lots of engagement and encouragement from educators around the world that are keen to follow his journey. I catch up with Craig in today's podcast to talk more about the strategies he's employed to get to know the staff, parents and students in his school community. We also chat about navigating challenges as a school leader, the role of mentoring and what he's looking forward to most about the coming year. Before we launch into the discussion though, I asked Craig to give listeners a brief overview of his career as an educator and how he came to be head teacher at Leamington Riverside Primary School. Here's Craig. Yeah, so um, I started teaching in 2007. Um, Originally came into teaching from a different background. Um, I was going to be a town planner, um, but did a placement in a school and and, and loved it from day one. So um, in terms of my teaching career, I've worked at at two schools previously, very contrasting schools, um, a large in a city school in Newcastle upon Tyne in England, um, with over 500 children, and on the contrast to that, a really small school with 80 children um, in the Midlands of England, um, in a former industrial village. So, two very different experiences. And I was head teacher, deputy head teacher at both of those schools, um, and then obviously last few months um, started to look towards uh, my first headship. Um, and the job at Leamington Riverside came up and it was, it was an exciting prospect for me. So that's kind of the journey so far. Yeah. And could you tell me a little bit about the context of the school and I guess the wider school community as well? Uh-huh. Yeah, so Leamington Riverside is a medium-sized school, um, 145 children at the moment, ageing from nursery up to year six, so 10, 11 years old. Um, it's in a suburb in the west end of Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, it's an interesting building. It's a very old building, a Victorian age building. Um, it's quite a challenging um, site in terms of we don't have any grass. We're kind of surrounded by terraced rows of houses. So um, it's going to be a place that we're going to be really creative with, but uh, it's got a lot of character, but also a building of that age comes with challenges as well. Um, in terms of the school itself, Previous head teacher was at the school for for almost twenty years, um, and it's got a very experienced staff team. So I think you know, the, me coming in as a new head, it's a big change for everyone. 
um, which is exciting, I think, for people, but also at the same time a little bit daunting. Um, in terms of the school itself, um, it's part of a kind of a trust of schools that work very closely together, so they've got quite a good network built up and very supportive of each other. Um, but yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And Craig, I want to read a tweet out that you published a few weeks ago. Um, So I'll read it aloud to listeners. You said, meeting with every member of staff in the school on a one-to-one basis this week, teachers, teaching assistants, cleaners, cooks, caretaker, admin staff, dinner staff, all offering an invaluable perspective of what our school does well and where we need to improve. Why did you decide to hold these one-to-one meetings? Well, Chris, so it's kind of going back to what I said before in terms of the fact that they had a head teacher for, for a lot of years before. Many of the staff had been there throughout the said teacher's um, time at the school. Um, so it was part, I thought it was important that they got to know me on a one-to-one basis rather than in, in a large group so that they felt more comfortable to kind of talk and ask questions. Um, but I think as well, I think it's really important that everybody at the school knows that they're part of the team and that they're all valued and that they all they all play a massive role um, to ensure that um, our children get the best experience when they're at school. Um, I think as leaders, you know, the school leaders, we make important decisions, we make the big decisions, but everybody else has got to play their part and if they don't do their job or if you know they don't feel valued and they don't feel included then i don't think we're, we're going to give the best deal to our children and in terms of the one-to-one conversations i was really keen to get the everybody's unique perspective on what our school does well where where we might do things differently or better um and and that's that's exactly what they did. Um, they gave me kind of glimpses into what what they value about our school, what they think we do really well, um, but also things you know we could do better. Um, and it was great because a lot of the things that um, they they came up with were, were were things you know especially the issues, the things that I thought well that might be a quick win. We could address that pretty pretty swiftly. Um, so, you know, for example, with teaching assistants, a lot of them asked um, if they could have performance management like the teachers did um, because, you know, they, they thought that they didn't necessarily know what they were doing well or where they could improve. Um, communication was was mentioned by quite a few members of staff. So straight away, we, you know, quick wins like setting up a central electronic diary and staff briefings every Monday morning and um, lunchtime staff in particular were invaluable because uh, they most of them live on the doorstep of the school and the immediate community and they were able to offer me a very frank, open and honest opinion of the opinions of our school from the local community mm-hmm. um, which was very, very, very valuable and has um, again enabled me to see some of the things that our community are concerned about about the school um, and some of the things that they think we do well. So to me, it was really important because, uh, like I say, I think, I think in, within a school, every, every single person who's employed there has got a role to play and a very important one to play. Yeah, and you just mentioned there some of the quick wins that you were able to put in practice straight away. But I was wondering, was there any kind of feedback that 
was discussed in the meetings that you'll be actually able to put into practice in the future, something that you have to work towards a little bit? Yeah, I think that, you know, what what people recognise is that um, our, our curriculum that we're offering at the moment, whilst it's getting good results um, for our children, that's not a great concern, but whether it's as exciting and an engaging curriculum as, as it could possibly be is, is another question. And I think that's, you know, that's one of our longer term, one of our longer term aims for the school. Um, and that came across actually from my conversations with a lot of the teachers. Um, and I think another one of our, our issues that we've got at the moment is our attendance. Um, our children's attendance is not as good as it can possibly be. And I think I'm a firm believer that, you know, if we create kind of a curriculum that's almost irresistible and nobody wants to miss out that we can we can improve on the attendance. And I think that, you know, the other issue is that while we've got 145 children at the moment, we've got capacity for, for over 200. And, um, you know, we want to attract as many children and families to come to our school as possible. And there's a lot of competition in the immediate area. So I think longer term, that curriculum development and the offer is, is is going to be our big piece of work and an exciting piece of work, but it's certainly not going to be something we can we can change in a week or overnight. Mm. And looking at your personal Twitter feed or the school website, it was clear to me that you're a very open communicator and keen to share what you've been doing at the school. But this, besides those meetings that we've already just discussed, are there any other strategies that you've put in place to improve communication between stuff? I think, um, that, you know, I've talked to a few of them, and I think the conversations are vital, but I think it's important um, not just to be having the conversations with the staff. I think, the, you know, the, the wider, the more the children, for a start, they've all got unique perspectives on how they want their school to be and things like that, but also the wider community, um, the parents. We had a very, very positive um, parent survey um, that's, again, given me, you know, one of the biggest things that parents wanted was an annual sports day. <laughs> so, you know, that's something we've been able to put in place pretty quickly. Um, conversation, you know, been out and about within the local community, um, met with the local coffee shop owner, um, the lady at the corner shop who served the families every day. You know, we've got local councillors who I'm meeting with who who are interested. Um, and 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 these people, you know, they all have they all have connections within the within the community that are really important. I think to get the most of, you know, to get to get good deals for our school, to especially in times when you know budgets are really tight and um there isn't necessarily the funding out there having these connections with businesses and local councillors and mps and things who could possibly tap into funds for us um is, is really important so i basically i've been trying to communicate with as many different as we call them stakeholders possibly as possible because i think it's you know the school is very much the center of the community and it's important to be kind of talking to, to everybody who's linked with it yeah, definitely. And I guess, Craig, as a brand new head teacher, do you have a mentor or anyone that you can call on to help you to navigate the challenges that lie ahead? Yes, and I've I've been using that network <laughs> regularly in the last three weeks. 
Um, so within the city, within Newcastle upon Tyne, we've got there's a, there's a new head teachers program that I'm part of. Um, through that, I've got a dedicated mentor who's an experienced head teacher from another school in the city. So, you know, he's been great so far. He, I visited his school before I started in the post. He's he's been for an initial look around Leamington Riverside with me. Um, I think you know he's there as kind of a uh, you know a, a mentor coach kind of thing I've also got um, an achievement partner who again is a is a recently retired head teacher um, but she's going to be there more I think of a, as a, a kind of a, cha- a challenge to me um, I've, I've got you know I've got a network of friends who are now head teachers and senior leaders in other schools across across the northeast um and you know they keep getting the odd random phone call from me um, when when a little issue comes up or I've got a question, um, and you know just just maintaining those networks is really important. I mean a national network as well, SSAT schools um, academies network, and they're great because they'll give me national network opportunities, and I think that's really important because what I'm finding already is is a completely different role even from deputy head. Um, I think at times, even though you're surrounded by people, it can, if you've not got those networks, be quite a lonely job. Um, so, so yeah, there are networks there, and I'm, I'm certainly making the most of them. Yeah, and Craig, I want to pick up on something you just said then, and that was the was it achievement partner? Is that, yeah. So, what is that role? How does that relationship work? So, the achievement partner is usually. Um, an experienced head teacher who will visit your school maybe once a term um, with a particular focus, and I think you know because you, you, I'll be constantly kind of assessing where I think we're at as a school, and they come in kind of a, as a critical friend and they'll challenge what I'm saying. We'll we'll look at evidence together, um, and they'll basically you know help 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 me moving moving the school forward but also you know to help me prepare for things like when we have our Ofsted inspections and, and things like that so um yeah so that's that's our main role really. wow that's so interesting and I guess then just finally then Craig what are some of the things you're looking forward to most about the coming year okay so well I think more than anything it's just I'm still absolutely buzzing about having my own school. Um, to, to be leading my own school, it's something that I've, I've kind of I've known I've wanted to do this role for a number of years now. So it's that excitement of being able to finally put into practice all the things that you kind of learnt about and and all all those things. I think you know the the curriculum side of it is is my passion and developing our own curriculum kind of. Um, for our, for our kids and our community is extremely exciting. I think you know having my own staff team and developing them, um, and you know watching them grow and develop is going to be really exciting. Um, so yeah, it's just you know I think it's it's going to be very exciting. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm, I'm excited about the challenges and the things that are, are coming up. That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download any of the podcasts in our archive, just visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. The full transcript of this podcast is available at teachermagazine.com.au. 
That's where you'll also find links to subscribe to our podcast channels on iTunes and SoundCloud or to our email bulletin so you never miss a story. This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Enhanced TV. Enhanced TV streams thousands of movies, documentaries and clips aligned to the curriculum. Enhanced TV is a not-for-profit and provides affordable screen resources from the world's best producers. School trials are free in Term 1, so visit enhancedtv.com.au forward slash trial.